Hello and welcome and good Tuesday. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, with David Cooper. I'm your host, David Cooper. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, the show where no one's listening and no one cares. The show where every episode's the last episode. I am on vacation, so we're going to open up the archive all week and I'll be back on Monday. And since I'm away, someone is cat-sitting for me, so we're going to play an interview from the viral Vancouver vet, Dr. Yuri Burstin. He's the guy who's got YouTube videos of himself saying, squish that cat, squish that cat. Anyway, in this interview, I talked to him about a study that says, do cat owners give their cats too much affection? So let's jump in. is a new study that finds that cat people are terrible at petting their cats and may in fact be giving their cats too much love. We're here to discuss that and more with veterinarian from the Helpful Vancouver Vet Group. He's also got a fantastic YouTube channel called The Helpful Vancouver Vet. He describes himself as a minor YouTube celebrity, but I love his videos, so to me, he's a major one. His name is Dr. Yuri Burstyn. Dr. Yuri, welcome back to the show. Hi, pleasure to be back. It was so exciting having you uh, in the past because I'm such a fan of yours. And I, I know you get this a lot, but your viral video where you say squish the cat, I believe there's a super cut of it. Um, yeah, it's just a pleasure having you. Oh, thank you. Let's talk about that this uh, this study. So you want to walk me through it? I'm not a doctor. I'm not a veterinarian. I, it's very difficult for me to read a, an academic publishing whatever. But I, I imagine you've uh, pieced your way through it and you've got some thoughts. Yeah, so there's been a couple articles, news articles written about this study that came out of the UK, which seems to be a part of a pattern of studies that uh, coming out of the UK, written by psychologists. Actually, I was on a podcast that there's a link to it on my YouTube channel. Uh, I was just on a podcast a couple of weeks ago talking about another one of these studies uh, that claimed that cats were actually psychopaths. I probably heard that one and also all over the news. Um, we had a very interesting discussion about that with an actual psychologist. Uh, so I think this is like a trend in UK academia right now, where basically psychologists are so desperate to publish papers that they're starting to like tackle animal behavior without any understanding of animals whatsoever. And so the study came out that uh, the, the conclusion from it was that people who are people who are self-described cat lovers and who are experts at cat handling touch cats the wrong way and potentially too much. Uh, so I read the study. I actually looked up the, the paper itself. And sure enough, they recorded interactions between people who were experienced cat people interacting with random cats. And apparently they touched them wrong. That was his conclusion. So I thought, OK, interesting. Apparently we're playing Calvin ball here because we're coming up with random definitions. Where did this definition of wrong come from? So I looked at the study and actually it's based on the definition of wrong was based on another study done by the two of the same authors uh, who did a, a, did another real research project where they looked at shelter cats and they found that if you introduce a human to a new shelter cat, there's certain parts that are safe to touch and certain parts that cats don't let you touch. And they, Calcify them as green zone and red zones. For example, the cat's tummy is a red zone. The danger zone, yes. 
Absolutely. And I mean, I don't think you really need a scientific study to tell people that you, when you walk up to a random cat on the street, don't touch its belly. Cats first. have boundaries, especially with strangers. I feel like this is the big difference between dogs, generally speaking. Dogs are happy, friendly, love people. Cats teach people about boundaries. They love you, but they have boundaries. Absolutely. They have a sense of self-respect and appropriate wariness. So that what they did was they classified this red zone, base of tail, tummy, and then here's their big mistake, or rather, instead of approaching this from the view of animal behavior, which is, you know, a well-developed massive field with lots of literature, lots of people working it, they completely ignored the entire field of ethnology and animal behavior and just decided to make their own interpretation saying cats don't like being touched there, which is a completely insane statement for a couple of reasons. It makes the most fundamental mistake in animal behavior, which is assigning cats human motivations like like versus don't like, which is like the most basic error you can do. Um, and then they ran with it and did a whole other study based on this erroneous uh, proposal. Um, and if you think about it, I can guarantee you cats love having their tummy rubbed, just not by a stranger. Yes. And what these, what these psychologists were doing is they were interpreting the fact that cats have boundaries, completely ignoring the fact that cats have their own volition and their own opinion on things and deciding that cats just don't like being touched there. And, you know, if you think about it for a moment, there is no chance of you touching a cat somewhere where it won't let you. Yeah. Now, cats have a very, very clear way of telling you, I don't want to be touched here. Yes, they, they scratch. <laughs> and, and like my cat has moods, right? There's sometimes yeah. when I pick him up and he starts to squirm and I'm like, okay, that's your boundary. If I don't put you down in five seconds, I'm getting the claws. And then there's times when he likes to be pet like a baby, have his tummy rubbed and nuzzling. And if, if a strange cat is introduced to a stranger, you're more likely to get an interaction that's negative, aren't you? Absolutely. But if that stranger is good at handling cats, guess what? They're going to be able to communicate to the cat that they're not a threat. They're going to be able to make friends with the cat really quickly. And then they'll be able to touch those sensitive areas that cats guard, but actually enjoy having touched, like the base of the tail, like their tummy. And so the conclusion that was made by this paper is absolutely ridiculous. And it's based on a false premise from an earlier study that the same people did, where they ascribed human motivations to animals, which is a fundamental animal behavior mistake. So it's, it's really quite silly. Uh, and, and unfortunately, like, like I said, there's this whole pattern of psychologists publishing these completely inane, terrible papers. Um, and there's a very good reason behind that. It's because of this, we have this publisher parish culture, particularly in the arts in academia, where people basically get jobs based on how many studies they publish, not on the quality of the studies or the usefulness of them. And, and you know, in Canada, this is as much of an issue as in the UK, uh, that particularly in fields like psychology, philosophy, people just have to publish garbage and then they get good jobs. And it's a, and so, it's a salacious headline, right? Cat people are actually the worst at petting cats. You're going to get the, uh, the general media attention of your academic publishing, which to you is twice as good, right? You get the paper oh. published, you get the media attention, uh, but it's based on these false premises, like you say. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and that's obviously the purpose of this thing. That's why I think the people doing this work aren't necessarily terrible scientists, although, you know, that is certainly an open question, <laughs> but they're very clever marketers. That's for sure. And, you know, ultimately what it comes down to is actually the more fundamental issue of inadequate funding for universities, because, you know, over the last three decades, governments have been cutting back funding to universities. So universities have to make more money off students, meaning they train more students, meaning they train way more people than there are jobs. And then you have this insane competition for jobs that leads to absolutely garbage work being done. And unfortunately, people kind of wasting, you know, their, the best years of their lives pursuing this, you know, silly publisher parish culture when they could actually be doing meaningful work and advancing, you know, the boundaries of human knowledge <laughs> in a perfect world. 
So let's move on to the study that you mentioned earlier that that made the conclusion that cats are psychopaths. And I want to say cats are predators. And so when predators exhibit predatory behavior, as humans, we see that we think psychopath. But I I think it's probably a fundamental misunderstanding of what these animals are and what their evolutionary history is. Is that not right? Yeah, absolutely. Again, it was exactly the same case of somebody with a PhD in psychology using a questionnaire for humans to determine psychopathy and applying it to cat behavior, which is completely bonkers. Uh, and, it, and in fact, all of, all of some of the conclusions from a study were literally the opposite of truth. Like the fact that a bold cat, you know, boldness is a trait of psychopathy in humans, but boldness is actually, uh, you know, in a cat, that, that's not, that's not a cat who's brave and who's friendly and approaches people. That doesn't mean the cat's a psychopath. It just means the cat likes humans. Like it's, it's completely insane conclusions that are, you know, that obviously have no connection to reality. I don't know if these guys ever had met a cat in their life, <laughs> ever interacted with a cat. It's a great headline. And yeah, it's complete misapplication of scientific tools. That is, and, and I think, and again, I would be very surprised if the people writing these studies didn't realize this. Because again, when you look at the literature, which I can and do, uh, this is, you know, this is a couple academics who have like three or four studies or psych- human psychologists who are publishing about cat behavior. And they're all similarly like sensational studies with no grounding in good science. Well, I'm here with Dr. Yuri Burson. He's a veterinarian of the Helpful Vancouver Vet Group. His YouTube channel is called Helpful Vancouver Vet. Dr. Yuri, it is such a pleasure having you on the show. You know, I'm such a huge fan of your videos. Videos. Where can people find out more about you online? Yeah, so uh, my YouTube channel, The Helpful Vancouver Vet, full of really helpful advice that every pet owner should have, uh, as well as some fun, silly videos as well. And of course, if you live in Vancouver, British Columbia, I have three clinics in town. You can find me at The Helpful Vancouver Vet Group. We have a website. Um, would love to help you with your pets in person or online. Dr. Yuri, thanks for being here. My pleasure.